Yeah, you might not remember me because it has been quite a while since I've been here. I didn't expect to take the time off that I took. Um, you know, I had some personalized stuff go on and uh, then I just focused really hard on building all the projects, you know, behind the scenes so that when I brought I Am Northbound back that it was ready to go. And if you're looking at this right now on the video, you're seeing I'm in the new set. This is actually the tracking room at my recording studio. I recorded hundreds and hundreds of bands in this room, but now it's just my uh, podcast room with a massive light that I did not expect for it to be this big. I thought it was going to be a small little light. It's massive. It's blinding me right now, uh, but I'll get used to it. Um, so yeah, if you go to IamNorthbound.com, you'll find all of these episodes, all of the videos are back in the one space, but there's tons more content there now that you're really going to absolutely love. I'm trying to create music marketing like you've never seen music marketing before. I'm diving deep into... Um analytics and marketing and um, their application through like psychology and its application of marketing, sorry, like just stuff that no one else is really talking about, um, studies and how they are relevant to you. So you have the upper hand and the advantage. And the further you step into IamNorthbound.com, the more you're going to get that type of content. The, I understand that the really in-depth psychological, like nerdy stuff isn't for everyone. Um, so if it's not, then yeah, just keep listening to I Am Northbound. It's going to be the same old stuff that you've known for ages. But if you're looking for that upper hand and that advantage, you've got to start checking out IamNorthbound.com and all the circles I have there. Let me tell you about it quickly. Uh, every single week that I do an I Am Northbound episode, it's going to be up on IamNorthbound.com for free. If you join the I Am Northbound outer circle, which is totally free, you'll get access to an I Am Northbound extra episode in which I'm to be diving into answering questions that you guys submit about the topic of the episode. Today, we're going to be talking about Spotify playlists. And in the I'm Not Northbound Extra episode this week, I'm going to be answering the questions, do people actually discover new bands on Spotify? Should I avoid Spotify altogether or where should it fit into my marketing strategy? How can we grow our Spotify without placing tracks in playlists? And are paid Spotify placement services a waste of money? If you want access to that episode, just go join at IamNorthbound.com. It's totally free. It always will be. You'll also get access to other content like the I Am Northbound uh, Northbound Book Club in which I read books and usually they're about business or strategies for people who own companies and I kind of uh, translate it to let you know what you should take away as a music artist and um, you know it's really cool I've, there's a couple episodes up in there at the moment that I think you'd really love that you'll get access to straight away as well uh, but for those who want the next level advantage you've definitely got to join the I Am Northbound in a circle I'll keep it as affordable as possible but that payment that you give for that is just for people who want to support the podcast support me, help me build this thing out and keep providing content. Um, super, super cool um, stuff in there. There's an episode, you'll get access to this entire year's uh, catalog of a podcast I've been doing called Real Talk. And essentially how it started is that I work with a small uh, closed circle of music artists one-on-one. -on -one, and I started creating this weekly roundup episode so that if something worked for one artist, I could apply it um, to uh, give it to everyone so they could apply it as well. And I started having people in the inner circle say, that the price of working with me was worth it just for the Real Talk episodes alone because of how much value were in them. And I was like, I need to get this out to more people. So you don't, instead of, I know there are a lot of people that have tried to join to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, but I only have a certain amount of spots and usually they're full. Um, so for the people who are on the waiting list, I opened this thing called the I Am Northbound Outer Circle. It's super cheap. You just join, you get access to the same Real Talk episodes that I give my private circle every single week and you'll get access to this entire year's worth of stuff too. Um, yeah, yeah. 
And it's uh, you don't even have to be on the waiting list to join me. You can just go and do it right now. So go check out the I Am Northbound Inner Circle if you want to support the show and get even more content. Um, I Am Northbound like this will always be free. and I'm going to be doing the same episodes all the time, uh, trying to bring out one every two weeks. Um, but yeah, so that's essentially how it's going to run from here on out. But let's get into today's episode. I want to talk to you why I, about why I think Spotify playlists are not a good strategy. Um, I know this is going to confuse a lot of people and potentially upset a few people, but I see Spotify playlists like I've been in this business for a while, okay? And there are a lot of people out there that are flipping out about Spotify playlists. How do I get on playlists? That's the way to get my music heard, blah, 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 blah. If you have heard anything I've said before, you know that music is a one-dimensional mentality, okay? You are a creative. You're not just a music artist. Music is just your weapon of choice. There are so many other weapons that you can use to grow your audience and get your music heard by not just trying to barrel through your music specifically, okay? It's not the best strategy. And Spotify playlists are just a music strategy, okay? And that's why everyone's competing over them and you know, step outside of them and think four-dimensionally or even five-dimensionally. If you've been following, wink, wink, I'm working on a new book. Um, you will uh, be able to um, see these new opportunities arise that genuinely provide you with uh, you know opportunities that you've never seen before, okay? Like they make your competition substantially less. I have people join my uh, Voxo one-on-one inner circle that say their problem is and the reason they're coming to me is because uh, one guy has 250,000 streams a month on Spotify and he's like, I just can't grow on anything. Like I can't grow on uh, Instagram. I can't grow on other platforms. I don't have an audience. So even if you succeed on Spotify, let that be proof. And other people too, that's just one example. It isn't what it's cracked up to be because there's no communication back and forth that you can't build connection. And connection is what allows people to stick around long-term. Uh, I The other week, I think it was actually just last week, was driving in my car and randomly remembered a song that I used to love for about a week a year ago. And I just thought about it. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that song. And I put it on. And I was like, this is such a good song. Why did I forget about it? It's because I didn't build any connection with the artist behind it. I just, it was a song and that's all it was. So even if you do get some traction on Spotify, you don't want people to forget about it. If that artist was able to communicate with me, maybe they would have provided um additional information to allow me to find something that I connect with to latch onto to build that connection with that artist. And then I'd naturally have them on my mind more. And then there's several more trigger points that would remind me of them. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't want to get too far into the psychology of that because it's just probably outside the scope of this episode, but you can create trigger points that people will remember it. So that if you say to, if you connect with an artist and they say they love um, the Sopranos, then maybe when you put the Sopranos on, it will remind you of that artist. Do you know what I mean? But you've got to allow those different trigger points to be out there. Maybe I'll do that in another episode. But essentially, I want to tell you why you should avoid these Spotify playlist placement um you know, just uh, these these strategies and courses and stuff that people are trying to sell you. Because I can tell you now, I've bought them. I bought a whole bunch of them. I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on these courses. So you don't have to, and I'm here to tell you the results. Okay, so I just want to tell you, first of all, a little while ago, they did a study a few years ago now, but if I was, even though it's outdated, I would think that the results are still the same because it's just the way the world is trended. But they found that the, the device that people consume the most music on is not mobile phones. If you're like me, you'd probably guess that, right? It's laptops. And you ask yourself, well, how does that make sense? Well, think about it. That does make sense, right? Because laptops are what people use to um, sit on for long periods of time and usually have music on in the background. So while you might not sit down and listen to music for six hours um, while 
you know, on your phone, you might do if you're on a laptop all day at work or if you're studying in your dorm room or something like that or in your bedroom, you know what I mean? You've got music on. So usually those people just put music on in the background and they're looking for something that isn't too distracting. So usually that takes all the fun, so to speak, out of music where you create loud sections and quiet sections and crazy lyrics and put emotion into it. People don't want that. They want something that is not going to pull them away from the work they're actually doing. That's why lo-fi is killing it. You know what I mean? So... There's a really good book out there by, I can't remember her last name, uh, and I, I, I could guess, but I don't want to get it wrong, Natasha someone, but uh, she it's a book called Addiction by Design, and it's essentially about how casinos take advantage of gamblers. And one of the things that she talks about is the fact that the whole user experience of the casino is built around keeping people in the same flow of this trance that people got into, that they found that they studied people when they gamble, and they get into this trance while they're using slot machines or, you know, usually it's slot machines, but other gambling too. And they thought to themselves, it's like, we don't want to break people out of this trance because when they break out of it, they stop spending money, and when they stop spending money, we stop making money. So what they did was, is build the entire user experience of the casinos around supporting the idea and function of keeping people in this trance. So that's why casinos don't have clocks or windows because they don't want people to understand time because time breaks them out of their trance. They don't want to have to make them move away from their um, machine. That's why drinks get brought to them. Um, maybe perhaps the idea of getting money out and paying for it uses a different part of the brain that breaks them out of the trance if they're buying something versus gambling. I'm guessing here. Uh, but that's why the drinks are free because it keeps them feel gratitude. So they stay on the machine. Like everything's intentional, right? Even down to the color of carpet they choose and the way that the casino is laid out like a maze. So it's designed to keep people gambling more. Now, obviously, that's a huge ethical discussion and definitely not something that we need to talk about on this episode. But that's a similar thing to what's happening with music creation these days. Very... um up-to-date and in-tune producers are creating songs that are half as long. So instead of four-minute songs now, you're getting two-minute songs uh, because you can stream a two-minute song double as long and make double the streaming royalties. Also, if you notice, they usually don't have massive dynamics uh, jumps within the songs. They're usually about the same vibe the whole way through. Um, That's to not draw attention away. Also, a lot of them have an outro that is very similar to the intro. So the... uh, it, it can almost loop seamlessly without people uh, being consciously aware that the uh, song has looped so that it doesn't distract them and pull them out of their study or work um, you know, mindset while they're working. So the song just keeps earning money in the background, right? So if your songs haven't gone through that same stringent process, you might not even get accepted onto the playlist that you're trying to get onto, okay? So that's something that a lot of people don't take into account. The truth, though, a lot of these strategies, when you buy them, these Spotify accelerator courses and stuff, a lot, there are most of them come down to two main strategies. One is contacting playlist curators to get on playlists, and then you're just at the mercy of if the person lets you on the playlist. And it comes down to if your music is suited, as I said, if it fits the vibe of their playlist. Obviously, they don't want to get someone on their playlist that can break someone out of that zone uh, if the song is too distracting because then the person will likely put on another playlist. Do you know what I mean? Um, they'll lose listeners. So essentially, uh, you've, you, they'll take that into consideration. But a lot of these courses just give you the strategy for contacting curators and trying to like butter them up, you know, trying to like soften them up or convince them, you know, butter them up, you know, to get you on their Spotify playlist. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's essentially what a lot of them teach. And as I explained, that might not work for you. Um, but secondarily, the other way that people usually try to, you know, teach what they try to teach you, sorry, in these courses is that they're trying to get you to, um, 
use paid ad strategies to drive traffic to your song. Now that might sound like a great idea. You might be like, well, that sounds good to me. I want more streams on Spotify. But as I explained earlier in this episode, if you get a lot of streams, that doesn't mean your audience is going to grow. This is the exact same thing. I've been in this business for a while. People were freaking out about Facebook ads. Oh, they're the best Facebook ads. How do I do it? How, how's it going to be? How's it going to work for me? I want to get streams because there's people saying, hey, you can get 10,000 views on your new music video by using my like couple dollars a day paid ad strategy. And I used to say, don't do it. What's the point of that? You're just getting vanity metrics. And as soon as you stop paying for it, the views go. And this one guy argued with me one time. I remember he's like, no, it works, man. I got 10,000 views on my music video. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm a sh- I, I would guess it worked. But how many people of those people that watched your video actually click through and then hit the like button to follow you more. And he's like, I'll have a look. And he came back. He's like, oh, none of them. I'm like, exactly. But even if they did, like that's on Facebook that has no or like very little organic reach anyway. So you wouldn't want people to follow you on that platform. Yeah, that's a whole nother point. But still, that strategy wasn't great. Music marketers love to find strategies that boost uh, music artists' egos. So it's like, here's vanity metrics. Here's how to get more followers. Here's how to get your views up. And I bet as soon as people start latching onto the fact that this isn't a great strategy either, there's going to be some new strategy come out. It's like a new, new strategy, like a new approach when like people finally, um, you know, this approach when people finally, like they finally figure out... Uh, Finally figure out TikTok ads. Like people are still, marketers don't really fully know how to use them yet to their best advantage or repeatably. So when that happens, you bet there's going to be people targeting you going, here's how you blow up on TikTok as a music artist. And remember, Uncle Jason told you about that when that time comes. So what do you do, right? As I said in the 40 songwriter, you don't want to think one dimensionally and music, thinking through your music alone is purely a one dimensional mentality. Okay. 100% one dimensional. You're just trying to force your music upon the world. What you should do is realize that you're a creative and that music is your weapon of choice. You have so many other weapons available to you that you can use. Your goal is not to get people in on your music. It's to find the motivation, the true value point that you can provide to people and the message you have to bring to the world, which can, if you don't know, can be found through your lyrics. Usually that's how I found the best results. If you want to hear an episode on how to find your motivation, let me know and I'll do one in the future. I've got a, a few extra strategies I've come up with that have really helped the artists I've worked with that I didn't talk about in my book. But still, you find your motivation, you, you find your value point and you communicate it to your people. You build human connection with someone based on an issue they're going through or that you want to provide value into their life, you provide that value, they go, wow, who's this artist? Then you give them your music as the soundtrack to their journey toward solving that issue, if that makes sense. It's essentially what I call motivation forward marketing and it absolutely works. I've got um, tons of you know case studies of people that I've done it for and it absolutely works so much better. And these aren't people that just listen to you on your Spotify then forget about you next month, okay? These are people who are going to follow you long-term and uh, definitely stay around uh to support you in the future. So let me just be clear when I touch on this about people's Facebook, uh, sorry, Spotify playlist um, courses. They're not scams. Some of them can be. There are people out there who create scam courses. I'm not talking about them. There are legitimate courses out there by music marketers that do bring results. The problem is the results they bring only result in vanity metrics at best and rely heavily on the inbuilt bias of a music artist's ego. Okay. Now, what do I mean by this? It's like saying, if you get as a part of a playlist and you think to yourself, um, you know, my song is going to be sure it'll be amongst a bunch of other songs, but my song is going to be so good that people are going to be like 
even though people listen to playlists just start to finish in the background and they're not paying much attention, but you know, paying much attention, sorry, is like they'll hear my song and it's going to be so good that it's going to grab their attention. They're going to want to get their phone up, look up my artist name and then like search me up and then follow me on Instagram. I just know they're going to love this song that much. That's not going to happen no matter how good your song is. Because as I said before, you don't want to stand out on playlists because it's going to break them out of their flow of how people are consuming it. And it's just not going to work the way you want it to. Basically like that. You've got a much better um, chance of growing as a music artist if you go through your message first and speak to people, find the message, get them to connect with that, and then push your music uh, later. The value point is going to keep artists around long term, not the... Um, you know, you, you trying to just hope that they by chance stumble across your music and are that soul that they follow you around. I get it. You're a music artist. You want to get your music heard, but there's a time and a place to do that, to make sure that people stick around long-term. You do not on any circumstances want to be an artist that, uh, you know, like what the artist I listened to last year that I listened to for a week, then forgot about altogether. You want people to stay around long-term, then you need to lean into your motivation and stop focusing so hard on trying to chase the latest way to get your music heard. Thanks so much for listening and make sure you go to iamnorthbound.com to hear me answer a whole bunch more questions about Spotify playlists. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Am Northbound. If you want more episodes of advanced music marketing that dives into even crazier stuff than what you just heard, then go to IamNorthbound.com and join the I Am Northbound inner circle. Every single week, you're going to get access to a ton of content that talks about things that other people just aren't talking about. We dive into advanced music marketing strategies, psychology and its application to advertising, persuasion and scientific research. Trust me, this stuff is information you cannot get anywhere else and will give you the upper hand in growing your audience and getting your music heard. We'll